0: I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, and boy, was I wrong. Came on the air yesterday and told you I fully anticipated that the Prime Minister would end up calling an inquiry into this situation around uh, Chinese interference in Canada's federal elections. Uh, he got in front of the microphones yesterday, and no. He's, now, listen, qualifier, he will, eventually, I think. He will. I can't imagine um, that he'll just continue to say oh no nothing to see here nothing to see here because the calls will continue to come and they'll start coming from inside the house as they say uh and then he's going to have to respond i think i think um just in the interest of transparency but uh we've taught we've covered this story quite a bit and you know we've gone through the the myriad of ways that um global news and global mail have both reported related to CSIS documents that they had had access to and through anonymous sources that spoke to them about what national security uh, officials had told them, um, the, the number of ways that the Chinese government had interfered in Canadian elections and the fact that the Canadian government was warned and they've even gone so far as to name some of the people involved, which includes, as we talked about yesterday, Handong, who is a Liberal MP in Ontario, um, and it's it's alleged that he was sort of installed in the nomination writing phase of the race. Not the election necessarily, um, but in the nomination. He won the nomination for the Liberal government. Um, and the Liberals were warned in 2019 by our domestic spy agency, CSIS, that he was in fact part of a Chinese foreign interference network. So, Prime Minister was talked about, asked about that yesterday. What's the deal with Handong and his nomination race in 2019? I want to make everyone understand fully that Han Dong is an outstanding member of our team, and suggestions that he is uh, somehow not loyal to Canada should not be entertained. Okay, so um, it was reported Friday, as I say, that he was allegedly helped by the Chinese consulate while running to be the Liberal Party candidate in the Toronto area riding of Don Valley North. Um, Like I say, I was wrong. I fully anticipated that we'd have an inquiry called yesterday. I still think we will eventually, but it didn't happen yesterday. We're going to chat now with Phil Gursky. Phil is president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consultants, also a former strategic analyst with CSIS. Uh, Phil, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Hey, Shay, how are you today? I'm okay. i I got to admit, I'm a little baffled. (laughs) (laughs) um, No, everything's fine. We don't need an inquiry. I mean, that seems to me like absolute insanity based on what we've heard. Are you surprised that the Prime Minister is being resistant to this?
1: Um, uh, Well, there's two sides to the inquiry issue, uh, Shay. So two former directors of CESIS, under whom I I work, Dick Fadden and Ward Alcock, have adopted different positions on this possibility. Mr. Alcock says no, because, well, the nature of the intelligence is so sensitive, it can't be, you know, exposed in a public inquiry. Mr. Fadden says yes, we needed an inquiry. The inquiry issue is kind of a sideline to this, and, you, you know, you, you made the, the good point in your introduction. What we're dealing with here is a prime minister who appears to be doing everything not to acknowledge that there's an elephant in the room, or can, can I say a panda in the room, or is that going to come across as racist? Well, um, <laughs> there, there is an issue with China's interference. My colleagues' thesis, so I, I worked in terrorism, not not Chinese yep, yep. espionage. But my colleagues have been exposing this for for thirty, forty years. Shay, it's not a secret. Um, we've been telling governments about this, and for the, the government just to twist itself into knots, trying to pretend it's not there, is it's mind boggling. I'm as befuddled as you are on this one. <laughs>
0: The, uh, one thing that I, I think deserves a little more examination, and the Prime Minister seems to be talking about the fact that this is the biggest issue here. The fact that CSIS, uh, according to, to Global News, and I know the process with Global News, I have 100% certainty that they saw the documents and spoke to the people that they say they did. I have no doubt. Um, the fact that these documents were, quote-unquote, leaked to the Globe and Mail, leaked to Global News, what does that say about the way CSIS officials are feeling about the state of things? Anything, or are we reading into it too much here?
1: Well, first of all, we don't know that Ceases leaked the documents. Uh, when you work in intelligence and you provide reports to customers, i.e., senior government officials, right, it's kind of out of your hands. Now you tell them, for God's sakes, do not, you know, <laughs> don't give this to Shea tomorrow or to Global News. But and they understand that. But you know, once once the horse is out of the barn, it he goes where it wants. So it could be Ceases, it could not. Um, if it were Ceases, and I'm and I'm stressing, yeah, because yes, I don't know. Sure. It certainly points to um, a frustration on somebody's part that the intelligence we've been passing on for the better part of four decades uh, is being ignored. And, you know, I I don't think it ceases trying to dictate what the government's doing, but Somebody may feel that they need to embarrass the government to take some action because they're not taking any action
0: at all. So when we talk about the uh, specific instance, or not the instance, but maybe the long history of uh, the Chinese government interfering, like you say, it's been going on for decades. So so how does that investigation get started? Where does it go? Is this followed up by a complaint or is this just natural intelligence gathering? Like, How did we get to this point, do you think?
1: Well, CSIS has a mandate under its legislation to look at four primary threats to national security. They're outlined in Section 2 of the CSIS Act, which dates back to 1984. Some have said we need to review review that, maybe, maybe not. But the point is is that what we call foreign interference, it's, it's kind of akin to foreign espionage, but a little bit different. Foreign interference is the second of four... National Security Priorities, ceases has a mandate to investigate. So no one tells thesis what to do. The legislation is there. So we have investigators. We have people on the ground working. We collect intelligence on these four priorities. And so what I'm going to surmise happen is that in the course of normal investigations, now bear in mind, thesis is an intelligence organization, sure. not law enforcement. We don't collect evidence. And we also have a lower level of um, ability. Ours is reasonable grounds of suspect. Yep. So they they collected intelligence. They found that China China was mucking about in our writings, and they collected it. They verified it. They, they corroborated. They confirmed it and they run it up for government uh, ministers. It's as
0: simple as that. And I'm, I'm wondering, and maybe you can give us some clarity around how CSIS operates, because people are saying, well, wait a minute. If, if we've got evidence here, if CSIS has collected evidence that the Chinese consulate was repaying um, Chinese nationals for political donations, that's illegal. Somebody needs to be held to account. We've got diplomats saying they interfered. Uh, they need to be prosecuted. What's CSIS's mandate? You collect the evidence, then you report to government, and then is it up to government? Is it up to prosecutors? What's the, How does the next step happen? What a Authorities does CSIS have on this file?
1: Uh, zero. Uh, okay. It's an advisory body, so again, it collects intelligence. It's not collected an evidentiary standard, which means it can't be used in court. It, you know, Shay, the way I put it is, CSIS is nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Something is amiss here. You might want to look at it. And here's the information we have. Normally, what happens? And I'll go back to my terrorism days. Yeah. CSIS finds out about something happening. Uh, we kind of say nudge, nudge, we wink, wink to the RCMP. The RCMP starts its own independent, not parallel, independent investigation, collects evidence. Once it gets enough evidence, it makes the arrest, makes the charges, and we go to court. So in the case of Chinese diplomats, if we say, you know, Chinese diplomat A, B, or C is doing something, we tell the government... The government has to decide, okay, do we PNG, declare them persona non grata? What else do we do? But no, CSIS can't tell the government what to do. It just says, here's what we know about this. Now the ball's in their court.
0: Okay. So when the prime minister says, we don't want CSIS telling us who should be, you know, brought into our political party and who should win nominations. Um, that's, that's what CSIS does. CSIS says this person, and that's the reporting that we've heard is CSIS said, this guy's been compromised. You shouldn't be signing his nomination papers. That's within the scope of CSIS.
1: Yeah, but the Prime Minister is twisting the shade. We're not telling the Prime Minister or the Liberal Party or the people of Canada not to allow so-and-so to be an MP. All we're saying is that our intelligence indicates this person has been compromised. He's been, you know, influenced or whatever by the People's Republic of China, by the Communist Party, by Chinese intelligence. Again, we're not saying fire him, whatever. We're just saying, here's what our intelligence shows. You need to make the decision on what the appropriate action is. So the prime minister is really dodging this one. What he's also doing, Shade, he's putting the blame on thesis. Mm -hmm. You guys figure out the leaks. And the media. Yeah, it's your problem. It's not mine. Well, with all due respect, sir, (laughs) that's why you have an intelligence organization to provide you with intelligence. If you choose not to read it or ignore it, that's not our problem.
0: That's your problem. Um. In terms of our election, and, and like you were saying, Dick Fadden was talking about this with Mercedes Stevenson on the weekend saying, you know what, we don't want to throw out our election. We're not saying the entire election was compromised, but there are legitimate questions here, especially at a riding level, Phil.
1: You're right. And and that's and it, this is what the intelligence is showing that you know there were irregularities in the sense that we had foreign parties that let's face it, Shay, China's not our friend, right? Yeah, they're for not sure. they're not part of the five eyes, they're not part of NATO, they're not part of the Western world, that it seemed to have with quite I would say incontrovertible indications, I won't call it evidence, but information that they did this. Um, yeah, like why is, is not more more action being taken? This is not in our interest. Whether or not it actually turned a riding is irrelevant. The point is, is that they made extraordinary efforts to do so. They thought they were going to affect the election to, to get, you know return candidates that were in their favor. Whether or not they succeeded is kind of besides the point. The fact that they did it is the main issue here, and that's what's not being addressed, which is so he's saying, well, elections were not affected. who cares we've we've demonstrated that a foreign power you know right to vote in them that's the issue
0: It doesn't matter how much they interfered, how successful they were. The fact was we've documented that they have interfered at least to some level, and that needs to be stopped immediately. so the question okay. is Phil, are, do we have to get to some sort of an investigation, some sort of an inquiry? I mean, can he really just keep kicking this can down the road? do you
1: think? Well, he's done it so far. He has. Um, I mean, who knows? I've I never ceased to be surprised what politicians are capable of doing in our country. Um, I think the pressure is building from a lot of fronts. We even see the NDB, for Lord. Yes. Sake, say yeah. There has to be an inquiry, and he's, he's, he's the partner in parliament that he's relying upon for his government that, that, that won't fall because it's a minority government. I think eventually we'll get some kind of action. Um, I don't know, Shay. I'm normally an optimist <laughs> on, on life. Um, but to see significant action, we try to, you know, ban on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, hum. Who cares? I mean, really, is this the problem? No. The problem is you have Chinese diplomats paying off Canadians that vote a certain way. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll have a conversation a month now, and everything we resolve, resolved, and then it's all, you know, sunshine and unicorns and
0: rainbows, but I'm, I'm not that optimistic. Well, maybe it'll be a little bit better, but we'll book it. We'll, we'll do this again in a month and see where we are. <laughs> Thanks, Phil.